Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. You're probably going to hear a lot of Archie in the background because I just walked in with a big bag of food and he's freaking out a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Matt, we'll start with uh, not your favorite topic. Uh, an Oklahoma quarterback has again won the Heisman, Baker Mayfield, despite uh, his various aggressive gesturing and swearing yeah. episodes and being suspended for two plays. Uh, was able to overcome that <laughs> and win the Heisman. Yeah, and he was going to. I mean, we we uh, we should learn by now that um, there's a diverse enough voting base for the Heisman that simply a you know uh, a moral outrage or something. I mean, we've been down this road recently. We saw it with Johnny Menzel. We saw it with Jameis Winston. Um, you know, oh, I don't know. This guy doesn't have great character. If deserved the award based on your play, you're going to get the award, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. He had a great season. I don't like him, um, but it's it was you know it became to the point where it was hard to argue for anybody else. I mean, maybe Lamar Jackson, if you wanted to make that case, but his team wasn't as good, and that factors. Yeah, and he won it once before, and no one's going to give him two because no one's ever exactly. going to get two again. So no one's getting two unless. Um, you know, they're just so ungodly good in that second time around, and their team is, you know, national championship contender. Uh, It's just going to have to be so obvious that the guy deserves another one, kind of like this year where there's such an obvious winner that you can't vote for someone else, Uh, you know, because the standard is so high. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, But on the plus side, that means uh, you're going to get to see – the Heisman Trophy winner. Indeed, indeed, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was there was a, a part of me uh, a few weeks back that you know thought, well, if Louisville goes to the Sun Bowl and plays Arizona State, I might try to go see that to see last year's Heisman winner. That didn't end up happening, um, but yeah, yeah, this year's Heisman winner will be at the Rose Bowl, and so will I. Proudly wearing my Georgia colors, though, but uh, it'll be fun. I mean, I don't like the guy; it's been well documented, but. Uh, it will be fun to see him play in person because, you know, he's he's entertaining. Whether you like him or not, I mean, he, you have to concede he's pretty darn good. It's sort of like, uh, you know, when I've gotten to see the Patriots play. I don't like him, but you do, you know, appreciate getting to see it. Uh, speaking of California sporting events, ASU went into Staples Center and notched their third neutral site victory. There's Archie. There we go. There he is. Yep. Uh, ASU went into Staples Center, notched their third uh, neutral site victory, taking on St. John's, and for most of the game, was in control. They were, were um, got pushed a bit, you know, it was uh, another different type of game, but, um, you know, the lead got down to one with three minutes or so to go, and then they went on an 11-0 run to finish the game, and so that's pretty solid, uh, you know, I mean... We've, we've seen this team have to kind of hang on for dear life at the end of a game against Kansas State. This was the opposite. This was, you know, pretty solid execution for the last three minutes. Can't ask for better than that. Yeah, and it sets up a fun matchup at uh, Allen Fieldhouse. Bill Walton is, I believe, on the call. Uh, and I oh, say God, that, is he really? I say that only because I saw a picture of him with Bobby Hurley. Um, okay, well... But maybe he's just a uh, fan. Maybe he just is a fan. I'm uh, sure he is. I mean, it's on ESPN. So, uh, you know, I, I read. it's funny you bring that up. I read somebody on Twitter. It was just a random comment. But I thought it was very well put. Bill Walton is really good on a game you don't care about because his weirdness, uh, you know, 
makes you laugh and, you know, yeah, you chuckle. But on a game you care about, he becomes very distracting. That would be the case today. Yeah, true. Um, Doug Haller's article previewing the game uh, that went up last night and was in this morning's paper talked about um, the fact that Mickey Mitchell's making his return. And it's, you know, I, I expect that he will likely be inserted into the starting lineup or be the first man in uh, on the big man rotation because, you know, the way they've talked him up. I, I would be very surprised if he's, you know, a if he's only doing the Vitaly Shibble letter yeah. level of play. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, you know, right off the bat, you know, we're not that deep, so does he get in and play, you know, 20-plus minutes today or – is it one of those where you kind of, you know, you bring him in slow? I mean, the difference, I guess, of him compared to when Lawrence comes back is he's been practicing. He hasn't been injured, uh, you know, so he's he's been part of the, uh, you know, the flow of the team at least. So you'd hope he can kind of smoothly get right in there and it doesn't, you know, cause much adjustment in the way the team plays. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's, you know, the fact that he's been able to practice not just this season, but he's had a full season of practicing with the team effectively should yeah. should mean that there's not going to be the chemistry worries that you would Hopefully understand. not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever you get a guy, you know, who's been injured, and that'll be the case, I think, with Lawrence. You know, he'll, by the time he comes back, it's going to be close to two months probably, you know, since he's been practicing fully and obviously hasn't played at all. So, you know, this, this guy's been around. He was around last year sitting out as a transfer and then, you know, been, been around this year so far as well. So a little bit smoother transition you'd hope that he can get in there and kind of, you know, look like he's a part of things and has been for a while because aside from games, he has been. Yeah. Uh, It'll be a fun game. Uh, It'll be interesting. And, you know, we'll have reaction to it. Not sure when we will, will, but we will, there will be a lot of reacting. From Matt and me. Yes, um, yes, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. I mean, it's a good test. You know, uh, a couple years ago, wasn't it? We went and played it at Rupp, and obviously, uh, you know, we're not as good of a team as we are now, but was still a, a good test to see how this team could do. Um, you know, we've we've played in some uh, you know we're playing some difficult environments in the Pac-12, but you know, this is as tough as it gets, really. I mean, I think on the short list of really hard places to go in and win in college basketball. It's probably Duke and Kansas because of how good the teams are and how intimate the arenas are. You know, they're not big arenas. They don't hold 20,000 people. So the fans are right on top of you. And it's it's tough, you know, and this, this one will be tough. I think I read, you know, Bill Self's record at home you know, he has uh, ten losses. Like, he has ten losses. I was going to say, it was like 240 and 10 or something like that. Yeah, so... It's tough, yeah, and, and uh, you know, many a great player and a great team have gone in there and not won, so uh, it will be a challenge because it is for everybody. Yeah, it'll be fun, um, and we'll we'll give you some, uh, some thoughts, some feelings. If we don't post it fast enough for you, Brady, text us, and we'll give you <laughs> some more immediate feedback, but we'll, ha- we'll, we'll know what happened. It's not like we're not going to have an idea of right. what happened in the game, and when we have time... We will share our thoughts. I listened to right. a, a podcast on, that ESPN puts out. It's a wrestling podcast, and they talk about how there are two kinds of people. There are the people who live, eat, and breathe it, and there are people who are hashtag <laughs> with a life. 
Uh, Matt and I are with a life. We have things like jobs that, that get yeah. in the way of us providing immediate feedback Sometimes to all things. Sometimes slows us down. Yeah, we don't we don't get to do this for our uh, you know income. So therefore, we have to work around some things at times. Yeah. Uh, you know, if somebody if somebody out there wants to pay us a full living wage uh, to do this, I'd be happy to knock off my job and you know just podcast every day and talk sports. But yeah, I doubt that's going to happen. As we uh, annualize the podcast revenue, it's a net negative. It's not a big net negative because yeah. it, it, our overhead is incredibly low. But right, but it's a good. net negative. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So as you're thinking about where to spend your end of your year charity donations, uh, Matt and I are not <laughs> a registered charity, but we will gladly take some cash from you. Um, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but let's uh, let's pivot now to a place that needs no cash because they're just agreed to pay their commissioner, I think, a bajillion dollars uh, moving forward, and that's the NFL. It's Sunday morning. We don't know what's going to happen here in week 14, but we can talk about where things are with four weeks to go. Um, And, Matt, in the AFC, things seem to have uh, pretty much settled down other than, you know, the second, you know, the second wildcard spot maybe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's – you know, it's very mediocre conference beyond, I think, the top two teams. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to get excited about anybody's ability to make the Super Bowl aside from New England and Pittsburgh. You know, the NFL playoffs sometimes surprise us and we get a team that gets hot. We've seen it in the last decade or so, but uh, I don't see it. You know, I don't, I don't know if you do. Um, I mean, certainly the Chiefs have come back to earth and may not even make the playoffs. Right now, if I had to pick a team to win the West, I, I would probably pick the Chargers. Yeah, um, I think they're playing the best football, and you know, aside from a couple of those crazy losses early in the year, they would have the division in hand. I mean, they, they started zero and four, and I think three of those losses were last second losses. You know, so um, they easily could be you know running away with this right now. And the fact they're back in it shows how well they're playing lately. Um, but still, do you trust the Chargers in the playoffs? I don't. Uh, don't trust the Raiders. Don't really trust either of the teams from the South. I mean, it's it's a better division, and that'll be an interesting race to the finish. But uh, can they make noise? I I doubt it. And the thing for me with Tennessee is they're very very good at home, but they're not going to be able yeah. to pass Pittsburgh or New England for one of the top two spots. So that's really no. not going to matter. Um, no, agreed. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I think it would be a big upset if. It's not New England and Pittsburgh in the AFC title game. I mean, the team that I think is sort of interesting, it's just kind of looming there, is Baltimore. Uh, you know, they're right now the sixth seed. They've got, uh, you know, a really good defense. I think three shutouts this year. Uh, you know, a quarterback who has done it before. You know, he's not overly impressive on a week-to-week basis, but you get him in the playoffs and he's one on the road, beating good teams and, you know, so that's a team that could be dangerous if they get in. Agreed. Um, flipping over to the NFC, you know, Philly, you've seen in person, they look good. Minnesota yeah. is 10-2 playing the, you know. Great defense. It, and It yeah. is, it is yeah. the Trent Dilfer Ravens style, you know, again. It's, yeah. their, defense yeah. is, their defense is only allowed 204 points this season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's an impressive style and and a style that like four weeks ago I kind of thought okay they'll come back to I mean I honestly I thought Detroit could make a run at the division because of the fact that you know the Packers were struggling without Rodgers and just didn't really think that the Vikings could keep this up but they have I mean at this point you can't 
say anything but that they are uh, very impressive and they're they're legit. Now, can they win the Super Bowl? I don't know, but you know, at ten and two, we're we're seventy five percent into the year. They're not a fluke. The one to me that's interesting is what do you think happens with the NFC South? Do you think that a they get all of these three teams in New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, yeah. or or do you think that either Carolina or Atlanta can jump New Orleans? I don't. I, I think New Orleans will win the division. I, you know, I know New Orleans has lost two out of three, but those losses aren't scaring me off. Um, they lost a close game on the road at the Rams. They lost a close game on the road at Falcons. You know, those those are not alarming losses to me, um, especially the Thursday game. They guys get injured. Uh, they had a chance to win. They didn't finish the game, but, they, you know, to me, uh, if I had to pick right now who I think is going to win the NFC, I think I'd pick the Saints. They play good defense. They've got the quarterback who's done it before, and some of these other teams do not. You know, Philly, the Rams, um, the Vikings, you know, these guys haven't been there before, and the Saints have. They've got a coach and a quarterback who've won a Super Bowl. So I think the Saints will win that division, and I don't think all three will make it. If I had to pick against one, I'd pick against Atlanta. Um, they still have to play Kalina and they have to go to New Orleans. I don't know if they can win either one of those. So I, I would probably lean toward the Rams and Seattle both making it out of the West and the Saints and the Panthers both making it out of the South. So this brings me to the next question I had for you. The Rams are 9-3. and three. Are the mm-hmm. Rams legit? How much of this do you put on the schedule that they were playing the easy schedule and now they have yeah. you know, some built-in cushion? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a little bit of that, um, but I think they're pretty good. I, you know, I know. I, again, I wouldn't pick them to be the NFC favorite right now, um, but yeah. I mean, I, I think we'll know a lot more about them in the next two weeks. How good they really are. They've got the Eagles at home today, and then they go to Seattle next week. Um, two wins, and they're in great position to get a first round bye. You know, because they could pass the Eagles. Obviously, if they 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 tied with them with a head to head. If they can beat Seattle, they would pretty much take command of the division. But if they lose to Seattle, I mean, Seattle is a game back at them, but already beat them in L.A. So Seattle is still, to use that parlance, in control of their own destiny to win the division. So it, there's a lot of, of uh, you know wiggle room for the Rams. They could get a first-round bye, or they could be a wild-card team playing on the road in the first weekend. And, and what they do in the playoffs, I think – will be based a lot on, you know, where that goes. Can they I don't think they can win 3 games on the road or anything like that. The Rams offense right now going into this week was tied for best uh in terms of scoring in the NFC with the Eagles. Yeah. The Saints because they played the Thursday night game uh now right. have nine more points, but you know, yeah. going into this week they were behind them. Uh, yeah. You know, I I know that they are basically trying to create a head coach. They, they are mm-hmm. giving him some responsibility overall, and obviously he's running his own offense, but the defense, yeah. they've done the right thing by all accounts and, and just let him, you know, be hands-off hand, and trust the... Hand t- it off to Wade Phillips. Yeah, yeah. trust yeah. the guy who is probably been the best defensive coordinator yeah. in the last decade in the NFL. Certainly one of, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, done it a lot of different places and... You know, a big part of that Super Bowl two years ago was his his defense. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's impressive. And, uh, you know, thinking about them, you know, just recently, it's, it's man, for so many years, it's been like, you know, you start the year and you think, you know, the Rams could be interesting. The Rams have talent. 
and they have not been able to translate it. And finally this year, you know, here we are with four weeks to go and they, they have, um, can they finish? I don't know, but you know, at the very least they've, they've finally kind of taken that step up to being the team that maybe in September you think, well, boy, they could make something happen. And by November, they're irrelevant here. Here we are December and they are, uh, they're right in the mix, and everything's in front of them. Uh, I mean, potential number one seed if they can win out. How do you see just – I think the top two seeds we agree in the AFC are, are going to be New England yeah. and Pittsburgh. Yeah. What do you think happens in the NFC? Do you think it, it winds up just sticking with Philly and Minnesota? Do you think the Rams crack into it? Do you think someone from the I South? Think, I think it, Philly will get one because their schedule after today pretty light. They've got, I think, the you know the rest of the year they've got. Uh, well, they go they go to New York next week. That's not a tough game where you know the Giants are falling, can't get up. Um, I think they finish with Dallas. Now Dallas, could, you know, could be playing for something at that point. And then I'm blanking on who they play. I think they play the Raiders in the second to last week. So that's a game that's winnable too. So even if they lose today, you feel like they can finish thirteen and three, and probably get one of those buys. And boy, if Minnesota wins today, now they have Carolina today. That's not an easy game. You know, we just talked about Carolina. But if they win today, you know they've already beaten the Rams head to head. So if they would be tied with them, obviously they'd get the nod. You know, you'd have to give them a, a certainly a good chance. I mean, today I think will tell us a lot. Can the, if the Rams beat the Eagles, and if the Vikings lose to the Panthers, all of a sudden it's a it's a jumble of teams with three and four losses, and then it's really hard to see where it goes. But if the Eagles and Vikings both win today, the road is pretty clear for those two teams to get the buys. Worth noting for the Eagles, they're the only undefeated team at home this year in the NFL. Yeah. So yeah. getting the buy, yeah. getting the one seed has got to give them, you know, just that extra little swagger. Yeah. So. Well, and that's, I mean, it's interesting, you know, you say that, and I just said I don't think the Rams can, you know, can win on the road, you know, if they have to in the playoffs because they seem like a young team. But – Two of their three losses this year are at home. They've only lost once on the road. That was at Minnesota. And that was a game that, you know, kind of turned in the second quarter. I watched a lot of that game. They had the ball, you know, driving and, and had, had it at the one-yard line. And Cooper Cup fumbles as they're going in for a touchdown. Would have put them up by seven. They never quite recovered from that. Um, so, you know, they've been good on the road for, for a team that you kind of would think, well, they here before. They're going to need home field. Maybe not. You know, they, they've been just as good on the road as at home so far this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. You know, this is... It will. This I mean, the, the NFC feels, feels a lot more wide open. I mean, you got you got teams like Seattle and Atlanta that right now, you you know, right now only one looks like they're going to get in. Now, that could change. You know, Seattle could still win the West. But they're both teams. I mean, you know, that's, that's the Super Bowl representatives in the last few years. Atlanta went last year. Seattle went three and four years ago. So, I mean, if they get in, they can certainly be dangerous. Seattle, I think, especially, although all their defensive injuries kind of makes you wonder how dangerous they could be. But, you know, yeah, I think I think the NFC has some pretty darn good teams. And then you got, you know, you've got Dallas and Green Bay sitting there at 6-6, six and six, probably having to win out. But should they win out and get in, could be dangerous because theoretically at that point, Green Bay would have Aaron Rodgers back, Dallas would have Zeke Elliott back, and that would change the complexion of both of those teams. I mean, the, the Packers game today against the winless Cleveland Browns is critical because that's where that, this is going to decide it. If they win this game, there's yeah. a chance that they can make the playoffs, and Rodgers, you would think, will play. He, yeah. you know, Clay Matthews said he, he questions the idea that they put him on IR at all because he probably would have been ready two weeks ago. 
Um, yeah, but, yeah. But they definitely needed that roster spot, uh, given the right, injuries right. and other things they had. But Others, yeah. But, you know, if they lose this game to the Browns, then then don't bother. Just There's no reason to unless Unless agree. Aaron yeah. Rodgers tells you, hey, I just want to give this a go and treat these like preseason yeah. games, let me play a half. Uh, right. Or Jordy but Nelson then, says, hey, I'd, I'd like to be recognized as a player again. Uh, because apparently he and Brett Hundley have never met. It's like Mike Norvell in the yeah. second half with uh, Balazs and Richard. Like Demario Richard, yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would, I think they'll win the day. I, the Browns, you know, it's hard to say about an zero and twelve team, but they've had a number of games they've had chances to win. They just don't finish games, and that's why they're zero and twelve. So I mean, they're not they're not a team that I think you'll see them getting blown out by thirty. But I think the Packers will win the day. That you know, and then Aaron Rodgers comes back, and he's got Carolina and Minnesota in those first two games. Those are not easy wins with a one hundred percent healthy Aaron Rodgers. So you know, it, it will be interesting. Can I mean certainly gives him a better chance. But those are two teams we've talked about that are right square in the playoff picture as well, and need those wins. Um, so it, you know, it's not gimme. If he comes back, they're going three and zero and getting in. Um, but certainly gives him a more of a fighter. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and like I said, if they get in, you know, dangerous. And same for Dallas. I mean, Dallas has the Giants today. Uh, I, you know, I think the Red. Well, no, they've already played the Redskins. I think they play the Raiders coming up as well. So they've got a manageable stretch. Then they go to Seattle and finish with Philly. Not easy, but those last two games they'd have Elliott back. So if they can make a run, you know, you don't write them off either. Because if they get to ten and six with a, a fresh and healthy Zeke Elliott. They're a pretty dangerous team in the playoffs as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the way that they look statistically with and without him, it, it's yeah. so obvious yeah. how important he is to what they do. Yeah. I mean, that win for them last Thursday was huge because now they've got a you know more abundant Giants team. They should win that game. And that gets them to 7-6. and six. And if they can beat the Raiders, then it's like, well, okay, now you get him back. Uh, you know, I mean, as bad as they looked for three weeks without him, Winning that game last week has just, you know, kind of given them a little bit of life that now, if, you know, if they could beat New York, which, again, they should, you know, then it's it's right there, you know, with an opportunity coming down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. Well, so we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah, have I mean, a lot more clarity after after this week. After this week, there will be a uh, lot yes, more. As always, yeah, you get, you get every, you know, just like college football. As you get toward the end, you know, every week gives you more and more – Answers and eliminations, basically. You know, should Dallas lose to the Giants, you can probably write them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, if the Vikings and Eagles win today, you can probably, you know, start to pencil them in for the first round buys. But if they don't win today, then it'll be interesting. Uh, there'll be some graces. Yeah. Well, we'll be back. We'll talk about all of it. Um, hopefully, celebrating an ASU basketball win. But oh, uh, boy. It- what a monumental achievement that would be. I mean, I, I hesitate to even think about it, but yeah, that, that would be pretty cool if it happened. In the, in the interest of complete transparency, in our text exchange, um, I said that I expect us to acquit ourselves well, yeah. and I'm hopeful that we can win, but I, I expect us to, to play well for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think I, I say I feel the same way. I, I, you know, I told you, you know, the way that exchange started was, and it's true. I mean, when we talked about this game last year, when we heard about it scheduled, and even before the season started, it was kind of one of those where you kind of expect, okay, we're going to get outclassed. Um, and now I'm going to be disappointed if we feel outclassed. I mean, it, you know, Kansas, as we said, great team, great at home. 
I'm not saying, oh, we should go in there and win and just, you know, no big deal. Certainly not. But if it's one of those where, you know, we lose by 25 or 30 points, I'm going to be a little disappointed. From what I've seen so far, I have higher expectations for this team. So, yeah, we can be competitive and, and, you know, if you're in the game with eight minutes to go, maybe you make enough plays to win. Maybe you don't. But if you don't, then it's at least a experience you can grow from and say, all right, you know, we were on the road. We played a good team. It wasn't enough. And we'll be ready for the, you know, nine conference road games we've got ahead. Yeah. So we'll be back. Uh, we'll pick a time. You don't need to know. You'll, you'll see it. It'll be on Twitter yep. when, it, when there's a new one posted. But uh, yep. until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.